longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you guys, but what God is bringing, it is bringing up what need to be brought up. Amen. Springing up and springing out. (laughs) That's what I say, springing up and springing out. I want to go back to Psalm 73. I think that's such a good psalms to um, to meditate on because it has a lot of um, things in there that we can look at for ourselves and ask the Lord, Lord, is that me? So I'm going to briefly go over this and then we're going to do something after I go over it. Psalm 78. In Psalm 78, I like the first part that um, is being said. And this takes us back to where we started from, actually. He said, give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. When we give ear, that means we're paying attention. So when we come out on Tuesday nights and on Sundays, we're paying close attention to what God has to say. And God is not telling us to do this for no reason. He knows the more we pay attention to him and his words, the more we can be sensitive to him and know when he's talking opposite to what the enemy is trying to say unto us. So he starts out, my people, listen, give ear to my teaching, my law. Listen, incline your ear to what I say, the words of my mouth. So as he's speaking, he wants us to pay close attention so we can be sensitive to the things of God. Being more sensitive to him than we're being sensitive to the things that are around us. I don't know about you. But the more I get into the word and the word gets into me, when something comes before me, I know what's God and what's not God. I don't care how real it looks. And that's when things happen. That's when people begin to flip. Because when you don't go for what they want you to go for, that means that they have been exposed. So the things you become more sensitive to, that's what you end up becoming. This is why he said, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto all those that find them. And they are health to all our flesh. I don't know about you, but I want health. I want the word to become so much of a medicine to me that I know where I need You know, I want the word to be so much a part of me that when things come up in my life, I know I can go to the medicine cabinet. I know I can pull out of that medicine cabinet, whatever is going on, I can pull that prescription. Because he's the great physician. And he wrote this, this was written over 2,000 years ago. So he already knew what was going to come up before it was coming, coming up. And I was, um, it was this minister that um, he got so sensitive when he was in Vietnam to um, the bombs over there. He knew when bombs went off, he got so used to those bombs, he could sleep through those bombs. So those bombs didn't bother him. He slept through those. But his mindset was on just little noises because when he heard those little noises, he knew the enemy was creeping up. So they were in the bunker one night, and he had this gentleman in the bunker with him. And this gentleman, he ended up losing his mind. So they had to stay there until 6 a.m. the next morning. When he woke up, nobody was in that bunker but him. He didn't know what happened. So when he was going, um, coming over the hill, they thought that he was dead because the man that was in the bunker with him, he went crazy, and he was throwing all kind of bombs every which way were loose and they thought they had to kill the man to shut him down but they didn't they they got him and they said how did you sleep through all that the reason why he slept through the bombs is because that's what he was used to but the things that um he was more no he was more sensitive to little noise if it was a little noise it woke him up it alerted him But big noises didn't bother him at all. So whatever you're more sensitive to, that's that's what you're going to react to. So he didn't react to, to the bombs. He was reacting to the little noises. So 
if you're more sensitive to the things of the world, that's the response people are going to get more from you, the things of the world. If you're more sensitive to the things of God, people are going to get more of a response from the word of God. So if you're talking to people and they bring up the word or they bring up what the scripture is saying, that's what they're sensitive to in different situations. But if you're talking to a person and they bring up the natural, then that's what they're more sensitive to, the natural. That, the enemy knows if I can get you to pay more attention to natural than supernatural than to what God is doing, he said, I can harden your heart. If I can get your heart hardened, that means you cannot receive the life of God. Even though you got that life, you can't receive it because you got some blockers right there that's stopping you from receiving what God has already done. So this is what we want to do. We want to make sure that our hearts are not hardened. This is why these teachings come forth to show us where we are with him. Just like the disciples, they followed Jesus. They were his learners, and he did all these miracles. But when things went wrong, guess what? They forgot about what he'd done before because they were focused on what was in front of them. How many of us do that? God brought us out of one situation, another one pop up. We act like there is no God. We act like he's not the same God. Why? Because we pay more attention to what's going on in our lives than we pay attention to what God has already done. When we go back to the Israelites, just like in Psalm 78, the Israelites were okay long as God was doing what they wanted him to do. When it was time for testing and trials, they turned on God. They mumbled, they complained, they didn't want nothing to do with God because it wasn't the way they wanted it to be. But God, out of his love and out of his mercy, he still helped them when they would calm down and they would repent. They would go back to loving God. When you see this type of things going on in the house of God, it's because a person's heart is hardened. They're more sensitive to how they feel than what the word is telling them to do. That's when you know, okay, their heart is hardened. Their heart is not pliable to receive even the truth because it's bouncing off of them. As long as it's, you know, let it be my way, people are okay. But when it's not that person's way, then they're ready to retaliate. And this is what was happening to the Israelites. And if you go read Psalm 78, it's showing you their heart. God looks at the heart of a man. I don't care how much money a person will give you. I don't care if they keep giving it to you. If their heart is not right, it's going to show up sooner than later. How does it show up? The moment that you act like you don't appreciate what they're doing or what they have given, or you just don't say thank you, they're going to turn on you. Because their heart was not where it's supposed to be in the first place. So that's why God tried the heart of people. He tried the heart to see where the heart is. So when you're in the word of God and you're more sensitive to the word of God, change will occur. But if you are more sensitive to what you see naturally, then you're looking for natural to get you through something that should get you through supernaturally. So what we're going to do tonight, but before we do it, Remember in Psalms um, 78, 1, it said, give ear, O my people, to my law. We have to give ear. We have to know what God is saying. We have to know that it is God saying it and not ourselves. And this is why he said, my sheep know my voice. When my sheep hear my voice, they're going to follow me. And a stranger's voice, they're not going to follow. We should not be following the voice of Satan. But people follow his voice. Why? Because they're not familiar with God's voice. Because when you go into not hearkening unto God, that's rebellion. That's becoming stubborn. If you read Psalm 78, it tells about these people were stubborn. They were rebellious. They didn't want to hear what God was saying. Why? Because they were being tested. They was being tried. You know where a person's heart is when they're tested or tried. You know what's there when um, God is saying, don't do this no more with that person. And that person look at you and say, oh, you think you all this? Oh, you think you can't hang with me no more? You know where that person's heart is. So tonight, what we're going to do is, let me give you another scripture. We went over this scripture before, but God brought me back to this very scripture again. 
Go back with me to um, Hebrews. And let's look at, starting at the seventh verse. Hebrews 3, verse 7. Listen at what this says. So it is, as the Holy Spirit says. This is the Holy Spirit speaking. Today, listen to what he says if you hear his voice. There go that listen again. He's telling us that we got to pay attention. We got to listen to what God says. His word is him speaking. When you read the word of God, it's God speaking to you. You don't have to wait for me to tell you something. If you're in the word, you're hearing God for yourself. You know it's God speaking. Then it says in in verse 8, do not be stubborn. Do not be stubborn, harden your hearts as in the past when you turned against God as in the rebellion. When you tested God in the desert. So they turned against God. Why? How many of us know when we're going through and we think that God is not there for us, then we start blaming God. Then we start murmuring and complaining. Do you know when we murmur and complain, we turn it against God? We're not believing what God is saying. We're looking at our situation more than we're looking at God. Of course, your money look kind of funny. Okay, but we want to look to him because we know he's Jehovah Jireh. God, my money don't look like it should look, but God, you still my supplier. So I'm not going on the natural. I'm going on what you already told me. You told me you'll supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So God, just because my money look funny, that don't give me a right to stop giving. See, when you stop giving and you feel like you don't need to give, your heart has become hardened. Why has it become hardened? Because you're looking at what you have to pay outside of what God is telling you to do. Wow, that hit, doesn't it? It hits and it hurts. Because we got to understand we wouldn't have what we have if it wasn't for God. So everything that come to us, we want to be obedient to God. When God say, give, it shall be given unto you. We want to hear what God wants us to do with what we have. God, I got in more. What you want me to do? God, I got in my paycheck. I already paid tithes off my paycheck. And matter of fact, we give from the heart. When we hear God, we give the amount God wants us to give. We don't have to calculate anything. We don't. Because whatever's on your heart is coming from God. That's why your heart has to be pliable before him. You have to cultivate your heart. You have to allow God to tell you what he wants you to do with what you have, not what you think you need to do. I remember when I was going to this church, I already made up my mind and nobody could change it. All you getting is $20. That was my mind. That's just what I purposed in my heart. And I felt good about it. But the more I got taught... The more I got taught the word of God, and I purpose in my heart $20 because when your finances is all tore up and you owe everybody and can't pay nobody, you just purpose in your heart. This is all the church is getting. I made up my mind in my heart, but my heart wasn't right towards God. When my heart became more pliable and I knew that I didn't have the money I needed to give God what I wanted, then I had the Bible bookstore and I went in that bookstore and I got the most expensive Bibles that was in there. I said, if I can't give the money, I can give what I have. So I began to give, lay the Bibles out and ask the pastor, which one of these do you want? Take it. And she picked the most expensive one. I could have sold that and I could have made money. At that time, God knew my heart. And by God knowing my heart, this pastor wrote me a check for my rent that I needed and I didn't even have to ask for it. And the rent cost more than the Bible. What am I saying? God knows your heart. That means my heart was opening up more towards him. And the more my heart opened up towards him, the more the enemy was just bringing more dead weight dealing with finances, hitting with some other stuff. Debitors calling. When you going to pay this bill? My response was, can't get blood out of a turnip. Y'all know that one, right? But that was not God. That was me speaking. And I got tired of them calling. So I, I knew the number. When the phone was ringing, I never would answer it. Come on, we've been there, done that, right? When you know them, I know who that is. I ain't got no money. Ain't no use answering the phone. But when God showed me what to do, when my heart became pliable for him, God showed me how to get the bill paid by trusting him, by putting him first. So what am I saying? When your heart is hard, 
you give what you want to give. You do what you want to do and you think it's right because you have done it so long. But the more time you spend in the word and the more time you spend with him, it don't bother you doing what God tell you to do. Why? Because you feel in his love. You know how much God loves you. You know he gave even when you didn't deserve what he gave to you, his only begotten son. See, when I recognize those principles, I say, God, if you want my whole check, it's yours. Because it belonged to you even before it belonged to me. You were first in my life. So I would go to him and say, show me what to do. Show me how to do it. And being that God knew my heart was right before him, guess what? God honored that. And by God honoring that, God put substance in our house. And that's how it would happen with anybody in this room, whatever area you're going through. When you turn to him with your whole heart, and God know when you really turn to him with your whole heart, because it don't bother you no more to open your hands, whether it's money or you opening your heart to love somebody that's not lovable, and you're humbling yourself and say, God, regardless of how this one feel or that one feel, or how this one treat me or that one treat me, God, I'm going to still love them, God. Show me how to love them the way you want them to be loved. Show me what to say and what not to say. Show me how to be still even when I want to move in that situation. When God know your heart, God will move on your behalf and you don't have to do nothing because guess what? You're speaking from your heart. This is why the enemy do not want your heart to be pliable because he know now that you're born again, you have the heart of God and God is about love. God don't look at himself. He's looking at others. So that's what he want us to do. So teaching on this hardened heart, guess what it's going to do? It's going to stir up some things. Teaching on frustration, teaching on rebellion, teaching on all of these things. What does it stir up? It stir up what's in us. When you get mad, when somebody is teaching the truth, you need to give God a hallelujah. I mean, a high hallelujah. And you need to say, God, thank you because I'm getting stirred up. I'm getting upset for some reason. And it can't be because of her, because of this one. It got to be something in me that's making me hot on the inside. So God, thank you. So show me how to deal with it. So God will tell you where to go in the word of God. He'll show you how to use that word of God. And he'll show you what to do with that word. But you got to go into the word. You got to make a connection with him. So it was saying in the book of Hebrews, let's go back there. Hebrews 3 verse 9. It was talking about how they was rebellious. They were stubborn. And it said... There your ancestors tried me and tested me and saw the things I did for 40 years. Now they saw what God did for 40 years. Come on, y'all. They saw the water coming from the rock. They saw the bread coming from heaven. They saw all these things that God did, and yet they were still rebelling against God. I was angry with them, that generation. I said they are not loyal to me. Their hearts are always wondering and have not understood my ways. Or my will. So look what he said. He said their hearts are always wondering. When your heart is wondering, it's not on God. And then it says, I was angry and made a promise, swore an oath that they would never enter my rest. Referring to the generation of Israel that disobeyed God. He said they'll never enter my rest. So brothers and sisters, be careful. Now he's warning us, y'all. He's telling us what? The Israelites did in Egypt, so he's warning us. He said, brothers and sisters, be careful. See to it that none of you has an evil, unbelieving heart that will turn you from, forsake the living God. A hardened heart will turn you away from God. It will have you forsaking God. It will have you not believing God. That's hurtful, y'all. I was telling my husband today, I said, I know how God feels. I say, because if God give me a word for someone, that's God speaking to me to speak to that person to let them know, don't do this. If you do this, this is going to happen. So I give that word, but they turn around and do opposite of what God says. And then it happens. And then the person wonder why it happened. God used me or he may use you to tell somebody, don't do that. But they think they know. Why do they think they know? Because they're looking more at natural than they're looking at God. How do y'all think God feels? The Holy Spirit, that's how he get grieved. 
That's how he get greed when he's sending people. God is sending people so you won't fall. So I can see if there's a ditch in front of somebody and I'm seeing them go towards that ditch. Because they're rebellious, do I still let them fall in the ditch? No. I tell them what God tell me to tell them. And once I tell them, I'm obedient to God. So that means I'm not rebellious to God. That means I'm not turning away from God because I'm warning that person, giving them the message. So I'm in the clear. But if the person fall in the ditch, they fell on their own. It was not my fault nor God's fault. So a person with a hardened heart, they become stubborn. They become rebellious. They become not believing God, not trusting God no more because they believe that their finances can save them. They believe that man can save them. So they don't turn to God. They turn to man. They turn to money. And that's not what God wants. So imagine how God feels. I know how he feels when I say over and over again, don't do that. You don't need to do that. And a person is still saying, but you know, I believe I'm okay. Go right ahead. That hurts God. Or when you're talking to a person and you're telling a person the situation, how it's going to turn out. And somebody might say, no, that's not how it's going to turn out. Oh, I feel it right in there. Because I know what God is saying. And sure enough, when it happens, you're like, okay, how much do you have to see to know God is talking to you? How much do a person have to be used, y'all, to know when God is talking? How many times... Do a person have to speak for somebody to know it's God when you know they spoke to you the first time, it came to pass. They spoke to you the second time, it came to pass. They spoke to you the third time, it came to pass. Then they're coming to you again and you're looking like, no, I believe I'm going to do this. Wow, that's a hardened heart. You're more sensitive to natural than you are supernatural. And the thing is, When your heart is right towards God, you're not letting anyone change it. No matter if they hate you, no matter if they cuss you out, I don't care who it is. You don't change because a person rather believe natural than they believe supernatural. This is what they were doing. Verse 13, but encourage each other every day while it is today meaning the time of opportunity to be saved. Help encourage each other so none of you, now listen at this, none of you will become hardened because sin has tricked you by sin's deception. We're supposed to keep encouraging one another. We do this so the hearts won't become hardened, y'all. When your heart is hardened, it is not pliable towards God, and God can't speak to you. He's speaking to you, but you're not hearing him. You're you're not sensitive to God's voice. That's why he say, when you hear my voice, and we hear God's voice every day, but his voice is lower than any other voices. Why? Because the more you spend time with a person or a thing, that becomes louder than God. And that's what you're more attracted to than God. If I always spend time with my husband every day, and which I do, But if I never spend time with God and I'm always hearing what he has to say, guess what? I'm going to believe him more than I believe God. Some people don't believe it. Even if you have close friends and you spend more time with close friends than you do God, you're going to believe what they're saying more than God. You're going to go to them more than God and say, look, I got this situation. What do you think I need to do? That's the first person you're going to go to. Why? Because you believe them more than you believe God. So there's unbelief. Unbelief is is a sign of a hardened heart. So the more you trust in other people, other things, more than you trust God, your heart has become hardened. It has become insensitive to the things of God. You may have some knowledge on, by Jesus Christ, I am healed. But if you are not taking what the word says in to your heart, letting it take root, even though you have knowledge, you're mad at God because you said, I'm not healed yet. You were healed over 2,000 years ago. God, I'm not going on my feeling. I'm going on what you said. So this is why some things are not happening in our lives because our hearts are too hardened. And if your heart is hardened, that seed can't get planted in that heart. It can't go deep. And the enemy knows this. 
And by me teaching this, guess what? Things are being stirred up in the body of Christ. And some people think, no, I'm right. The enemy wants you to think what you're doing is right. Like Eve, he had her to focus on that tree more than focusing on what God told her not to do. So he, the more he talked about what she should not do, that's the more sensitive she became to the tree than she became to God. Guess what happened? It was unbelief there. It was doubt. That's what the enemy want to do. He want to sow doubt in the body of Christ. He don't want you to trust God. He wants you to trust him. When do we find out it ain't really God when we fall in the ditch? Some of us come out the ditch, toe up from the floor. Oh, God, I'm going to follow you. Oh, God, I ain't going to do this and I ain't going to do that no more. A week later. Y'all know on SpongeBob, how did that thing say? How did it say on SpongeBob? Um, Yana, a day later, a week later, y'all know how it say the little, what it says. Thank you. One hour later. It didn't take a week, did it? One hour later, we go back to the same thing. That's what, how we do God. So God want us to say, God, search me. Try me. See where I am. Because God's, y'all believe it or not. God send people to you to let you know that ain't right. But if your heart is hardened, you'll look at them and say, thanks for telling me. And in your mind, I'm going to do it anyway. That's not right. That's a hardened heart. So we have to open up our hearts, y'all, and be pliable to him. When I went back to Psalms 98, I'm 78. Let me tell you, I was reading through that thing again. Each time you read through it, God sheds some light on that. Go back to Psalms 78, and I'm going to tell you the scripture that God sheds some more light on. I'm like, God, you, you, you a mess, but you're a good mess. In Psalm 78, verse 72, listen what he said. And David led, shepherd them with an innocent, blameless heart. In the King James, it says, so he fed them according to the integrity of, of his heart. Expanded says, and David shepherded them with an innocent, blameless heart, meaning an upright heart. If your heart ain't upright, if your heart ain't blameless, if your heart ain't sincere, you can't feed people rightly. And then it goes on to say, and guided them with skillful hands. You can't even guide nobody right if your heart ain't right. That's why the enemy is after your heart. This is why the enemy put things in front of us to focus on, to take our heart from off of the things of God and put our heart on nonsense, on foolishness. When we know what's right, we do right. Because if we don't, it is sin. So the enemy know, if I can get you to focus more on sin than to focus on God, then I'm hardening your heart towards the things of God. A hardened heart, too, does not mean that you're in sin. A hardened heart could be where you're so focused on, God, why I'm not healed, and your heart hardened in that area and you ain't sin. You're just more focused on why you're not healed, even though God is a healer, and you still have knowledge of healing. But you see your healing hasn't come. So it don't have to necessarily be harden your heart in an area of sin. It can be harden your heart because you're saying, God, I'm speaking your word, but I don't understand why. That's bringing a hardened heart too. Instead of trusting him, remember Abraham? The Bible say he considered not. Meaning that Abraham knew his body was dead. He knew Sarah wound was barren, but he didn't focus on that. He knew it, but he didn't focus on it. He only was fully persuaded at what God said. His heart didn't get hardened. And then the Bible says that when they left that land, going towards where God wanted them to go, it said they were not mindful of the place that they left. If they were mindful of the place that they left, they would have went back where they were. See, the things that you're mindful of brings a hardened heart. If it's not on God. So what I want to do tonight. I want those that have went over this last psalm. To come up here and tell me what you got out of Psalm 78. When I went over it last week. Like I said take your time. Don't try to trample on each other coming up to this altar. We got one mic. 
After a while, I start calling out names. Come on, Renee, come on up here. You got to turn it on now. You get so tied up and everything here. And um, I just wanted to come up and say, I don't know what Psalm 78 say. That's why my heart is hard. Because we get so tied up on everything but what we supposed to be doing for we in this world, but we're not of this world. We put all types of stuff, everything, children, grandkids, this, that, full program, attendance sheets, going this place, doing that place, and when it all falls down, just not taking that time. And when you get in, you really get in your own, and we just all wore out me. I'm talking about me to not take that time out to spend that time with God. And that's why me, we be stuck for years in the same place from not putting God first. And that's one of the things that I have decided in my life that I got to do. Put God first, not second, not third, but first. Amen. And I like what Renee said. She was honest. I don't know what Psalm 78 said because I ain't been in it. And this is the thing, y'all. How many know that if your job gave you something, an assignment, and told you, this is the first part of this assignment, and we need this to be done by tomorrow? We need for you to read over this briefly, and I want you to come back, and I want you to be ready to tell me what you read. How many of us would read it? Come on. Wouldn't we read it? Why would we read it? Let's be honest. Why? Money. Anybody else? Money is the main thing. What else is it? Huh? Huh? It's a requirement from the job. What's another reason? How many don't want to look foolish? How many don't want to look like you don't know? Can we say pride in the room? But what's the main thing? What's the main reason? Money. So when it comes to God, this is what I have noticed. And if y'all know me, this is what God have allowed me to do. I remember I was teaching on um, giving and how when you give, you know, we was helping one another out. So I told people, I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start paying credit cards off. So I put the member's name in a little bucket. Whoever name we pulled, if you had a credit card, no matter what the amount was, correct? Everybody agreed to come together to pay off that credit card. Y'all, I had some people up in this house. People credit cards got paid off, but there was a stipulation. We would pay the credit card off for you, but you couldn't use that credit card no more. You had to cut it up. People were in the house participating in what I was doing. Guess why? Money. Guess who cards were not in the bucket. Somebody tell me. Me and my husband's names were not in there. We were helping the people. We paid, if I'm not mistaken, over twenty-two thousand dollars. Was it twenty-two? Yeah. Yeah. It was up there. It was some money up there that we paid, and the money was just coming in. Coming in. Are we talking about hardened hearts tonight? What was people more sensitive to? Getting the card paid off. 
What am I saying tonight? Church folks come to church, but their heart ain't on God. Some of them. When your heart is on God and it's open, before you even enter the house, you're saying, God, whatever you want to say to me, say it to me. Show me me today, God. You know what I need, God. You know where I am. God, you know what needs to be done. I remember when I went to this church and I was just on fire for God because I, I was there for me. God, just, just deal with me because you know I want to do what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. God, I'm just here. I'm not trying to push my way in no position. I'm just here to be whom you have me to be. And as I was sitting there, I remember this lady was sitting there and she was speaking in tongues, just speaking in tongues. And the Lord was telling me everything she was saying. And I said, I refuse to say a word. And she just kept speaking. And all of a sudden, the pastor said, Amanda, what did the Lord say? Boom, 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 boom. How could I hear everything like that? Because my heart was open. When your heart is open, some people think this, and I'm going to have to lay it. We're talking about a hardened heart. Y'all don't get it twisted, okay? Because when people's hearts are not right, they get things twisted based on what's going on in the church, okay? People get it twisted. When your heart is right before God and you're open to God, believe it or not, people, I can't make you believe it beyond where you are. Just like the Israelites, God was speaking to them, but they were not listening to God because it was more focused on their situation and how people perceived them. I want y'all to hold on to that. So when God have me speaking and when it's coming out of my mouth, we had somebody in this church, y'all. And while we had them in the church, we got ready to close. And God had me to do this on numerous occasions. And I hadn't talked to the person. I want y'all to tune in to what I'm saying. I may talk to you. I may not talk to you. But when God is talking to you, you got to hear what he's saying. This person, as I was talking to this person, as the Holy Spirit was leading me. Now, I don't have a script up here, y'all. Y'all can check my iPad, check whatever. I don't have all that. Only thing I have is the Holy Spirit in me that when he's, if he calls Sister Deborah's name to me, that's all he say is Deborah. And I'm so in tone with him. I trust him enough to say, you, you saying something about Deborah. I'm just going to say whatever you have me to say without not even knowing what you want me to say. So as God had me to speak to this person, y'all, and as I spoke to this person, I believe it was sometime this week, this person was telling me they were just crying out to God. I hadn't talked to this person. So when I'm speaking across the pulpit, I'm speaking as the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. Don't get upset with me. Talk to God about it because I'm not holding back because you got a situation in your house and you think somebody told me your situation. People do not talk to me, folk. They don't talk to me. Believe it or not, I'll call people and say, I need to check on you today to see how you're doing. I'll call Renee sometime. Me and Renee don't even stay on the phone. How long, Renee? Three minutes, five. Renee, God, God is da-da-da-da-da. In the conversation, I move as God tells me to move. Why? Because my heart is open. People get mad because people's hearts are right before God, and they want to give people what God wants them to have. And people get mad because you're bringing out what's in the room. Whatever's in the room, if God speak it to me, I'm going to speak it out because I know God is saying it's in this room. But people think people are dialing my digits and say, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about old Eunice back there. Did you hear, Pastor? People don't do me like that. And then when God checked me, now Jennifer know and my husband know me. If something is wrong in the church because my heart is open before God because I'm before him, my husband sitting over there, I say, something ain't right. Sometimes we get in a little spats about that something ain't right. Don't we, honey? It ain't right. Go check it. It ain't right. He didn't have to show me what was wrong with it. The Holy Spirit told me it wasn't right, and it don't be right. Why does God do me that way? Because he know my heart. He know my love I have for what he's put in my hands. 
Whatever he put in your hands, he put it in your hands because he trusts you with what he put in your hands. God is not going to put a pastor behind a pulpit that won't bring correction. Because part of a pastor's duty is bringing correction. Yes, it is. And part of a pastor's duty is open rebuke. Every rebuke do not have to be silent, people. Read your word. He said you open rebuke. People get offended when you open rebuke. Why? Because God is trying to get something out of you. So why am I saying all of this? Because it's part of the teaching tonight. When your heart is open, God will take and fill your mouth with whatever need to be said. But when your heart is not open, God can't even, he's talking, but you can't hear what he's saying. So you guessing. I don't have a guessing game up here. When God say a name, I step out on that name and I spit out what God is saying. And it don't come through what somebody else has said. That's a heart that's pliable. That's a heart that's right before God. That's a heart that God can talk to and trust. So keep your heart open. If you want to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, keep your heart open before God and it becomes so normal. You don't have to sit up here when I call you up and think of a conversation. You just coming up and opening your mouth and flowing. That's what God wants. And it takes the word for you to do it. Renee was so honest, which God already know. Some of you ain't even been back in Psalm 78. Come on back up. I got to hear you on the mic. Come on, Nay. You, you, got to, you got to do the mic because people be online. I can't hear. Everybody know I don't speak. So when I say something, I ain't saying it just because I'm sitting over there and I'm choosing to say it. So I'd be functioning. So I can stand up here. Put your mic up. I can stand up here and speak without shame because I'm the type of person that, you know, I can own it. You know, my heart is hard. And I got to do better with taking time. But when I speak, that's God's doing. He has me to speak because it's not just me in here. Amen. Do we have somebody else that want to come up? You can leave it on, Renee. Nobody else? Psalm 78? Come on, Teresa. Mm-hmm. I did read it, and it was interesting, and it was funny, and I got a lot of wows in here. Uh, like Apostle was saying in the beginning, when they were okay as long as God was doing things for them. But whenever he didn't, whenever they were being tested, that's when they were murmuring and complaining and in unbelief and forgetting about him. And um, number 20, well, number 17, I got a while beside that. After um, it talked about how he divided the seas and He gave them uh, the sun by day and the cloud by night and gave them a drink um, from the rock. And number 17 said, and they sinned yet the more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. And I got a wow. And then in uh, number 20 where it say, behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide uh, flesh for his people? And it was like, wow, but he just did this. And now they're saying this. Wow. I just got wows all over the place because it's just showing what he did. And then 
their murmuring, complaining, and unbelief and hardened hearts. See, if you go into the Psalms, each time I go back into that same Psalm, I'm like, wow, God is right here. Everything that we're doing is right here. It's us. We're doing exactly what they've done. As long as a person treat me the way I want to be treated. Amen. Hallelujah. Then when you get tested, I don't want to say nothing to you. I don't have nothing to do with you. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry, Sister Deborah. It's okay, Apostle. It's good. She liked me. Then when I go back to her with something else, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to say, why? Why is it back and forth? It's where your heart is. If you don't deal with your heart, it's going to deal with you. That, that's truth, y'all. Even a natural heart. If you don't treat your heart right and you keep overloading it with grease, when you keep overloading it with things you don't supposed to, you're going to feel the effect from it. This is what God is saying in the church. It's too many people in the church with hardened hearts and they're not okay. God is bringing in how to cure it. God is letting you know the symptoms. He's, he's letting you know the cause. We're going to talk about the cure, but people are still missing it. If I'm giving it to you and I'm calling you up on Tuesdays and say, tell me what I just taught. And you ain't even been back in it to tell me. And, and wait a minute now. Some people ain't like I ain't been in it. I just ain't coming up to talk about it. What you call that? Anybody? Pride? What else you call it? Rebellion? Because I'm asking you to come up. I admire what Renee done. God loves that, Renee. He can use you. Why? Because you being honest. I ain't been in it. I know my heart's hard. God can use that. But to sit there and know that God is saying, come up here. And sit there and look at me like a deer in headlights. Because you don't want to be embarrassed. He said, if you open your mouth, I'll speak for you. I'll speak through you. But guess what? Renee just opened it up. She spoke prophetically. You ain't been there. Because if you've been there, you will come up here and say, let me tell you what God gave me with that chapter. Let me tell you what God said. So this is why the church is like it is. Because people are not recognizing the root. And until you recognize the root, then you're going to keep going through the same thing over and over again. Amen? Come on, Jennifer. Um, I think, and I know I'm not the only one, we look at the Bible, we look back at <clears throat> the Israelites, we look at, you know, especially them, and we think, God, how stupid are they? Look what they witnessed, and, you know, they had what they actually saw. We look at the disciples, just like the teaching about the bread, and we're like, dang, they were dumb. They're right there. But we're worse because... <laughs> Because we got the Word, and we got the Holy Ghost in us. And, mm -hmm. and we're, I think we're more prone to a hardened heart than the world sometimes. And um, I was sharing with them last night. I, you know, I'm like, God, I know this teaching is for us because it's like, what is, you know, show me the areas, and that's, you know, that's one of the areas. And, um, and, it's, and it's not that it's dealing with people, but people bring it out of you. So they show you what is, you know, God's just showing me what's in me. Amen. And so I'm like, okay, now how do I, how do I deal with that, God? So he's, we ask him, but we don't really want the answer. <laughs> I want him to give me something, you know, like that magic wand, that quick fix. But, Amen. Was there anybody else? Okay. We know where everybody is right now. Some people just don't want to move. I'm going to let you sit right there because we're coming back again. Amen. Do we have any announcements at this time? Or let me put it this way. Is there something somebody want to share outside of Psalms 98 that they did learn? 
Okie dokie. Athea? You got something you want to share? Not one thing. As they say, not near thing. Huh? You got a little bit? Come on. It's a shame I got to call y'all names. And if there's somebody online that's listening that want to share something, feel free to call my husband's phone. Oh, you knew it. I knew it. And did not come uh, up here. uh, See what I'm saying? The Lord got you, didn't he? He did. He did. Um, As far as 78, Psalm 78, I didn't. I was like Renee. I did not meditate on that. But um, I know that my heart, how do I say, is, was, past, present, future, whatever, um, has been hardened in some areas. Uh, I had some things that happened. And um, when they happened, um, because of hurt, grief, and a whole lot of other stuff just coming in, that my heart was hardened in some areas and that I was not hearing God like I should have been hearing God because I was not in the place. I had stepped out of the place of hearing God. Um, I had let anger and frustration and a whole lot of other things come in, and I was not hearing him like I needed to hear him. And so I'm like, okay, God, search me and show me me. Um, If there's pride there, if it's all about me, how I'm feeling, you know, let me see me. Let me stop looking at everybody else and look at me and not look. You know, it's so easy to look at other people and say what you could or would or should have done. If they never do anything, it's okay. Because I don't want anybody to say anything or do anything for me or to me if it's not coming from your heart. And, and I'm the same way. I want to be to the point that I do not want to do something to satisfy man because you think this is what I should have done or what I should have said or how I should have said it. If it's not coming from my heart, I don't want to do it because that means I'm a fake and I'm a phony and I don't want to be that anymore. I've been that for years and I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to say what you want me to say. I want to say what God want me to say and what's needed. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. And that's what I want to do. That's what I'm striving for is to let go of me and my emotions and just walk after the Spirit of God because the Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God are called the sons of God. And that's what I want to be called and not being led by my flesh or my feelings because this person didn't do this or this person didn't say this or wasn't there like I thought they should have been there. Just let that mess go and move on. Amen. 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 Isn't God good? Hmm. i tell you the truth. I want y'all to listen at this right here. The Lord had given me this because when you talk to God and you want answers from God dealing with different things I was praying and the Lord told me this the preparations of the hardened man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord listen at verse 2 all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes but the Lord weigheth the spirit isn't that something I asked the Lord a question I said God why are not people seeing themselves Why do they see everybody else, but they cannot see themselves? And the Lord gave me verse 2 of that. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirit. I say, okay, God, everything that's clean to them is not clean to you. Everything that seems um, pure to them is not pure to you. So then he said, go back to verse 1. The preparations of the heart of man. And the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. See, if your heart is not right before the Lord, the way you do things is going to seem pure in your own eyes. Because that's the way your heart see it. The enemy know that's where everything go is in the heart. It's stored in the heart. Evil communications corrupt what? 
Who, who many? Good manners. So if you got evil, if you bound somebody with evil communication all the time, what's going to happen, Manny? It's going to corrupt you, isn't it? You're going to start following that evil communication. The more you stay around evil, that's what you become sensitive to is evil because that's all you hearing. And the person that's speaking it is thinking that it's true and it's pure in their eyes. But the Lord is the one that weigh it out. Amen. Because he's searching your heart to see. And all of us got to stand before God when we're doing things out of the way they should be done. It, Y'all, the word, if you stay in the word, your answer's in the word. He'll let you know the word will answer. But if you're not in the word, you're going to hate people without a cause. We got people hating people without a cause. Because it seemed right in their own eyes to hate people. Because that's where their heart is. The heart is deceitful above all things. The enemy knows this. So we have to keep our heart pliable, and the word is what helps us to do it. Amen. Okay, come on. Um, when I was listening to the teaching tonight, um, it made me take a look at myself. And ever since my sister died, my heart became hardened and salty against people, against people in the church, uh, because I was only thinking about myself, and I had began to pray and ask God to just help me, you know, touch my heart. Why is my heart like this? Because I know my heart don't supposed to be like this, and I just shut down with people. I just speak and go on. I don't try to, you know say nothing to nobody just speak and go on you know and my heart is very it's it's like it's it's hard to explain but it's like it's like i'm on rocky ground you know and i can't look at other people i just can look at myself and when the more i look at other people and find faults in them i'm not looking at myself but I'm learning that when you point fingers at other people, they point right back at you. And when your heart becomes hardened in certain areas, you get where you don't listen. You get where you don't want to listen. You get where you don't want to be in certain places. And it really affects people around you. Because when people know how you used to be and now you like this, it has an effect on people. Not just you, but people around you. So... This is my first step when I'm admitting to my church family and I'm admitting to whoever's listening to me that I do have a salty and a hard heart. It has become hard. And it keeps you from hearing God. It keeps you from listening to people that try to help you, to give you the word. And you don't want to be in a place like this because it's like you're all by yourself and it's like you went on hole and you're trying to dig yourself out but you just can't come out because you're not being in the word like you should you get in the word but then other things come in you get the word in but I say to myself I must not have it rooted and grounded where it's supposed to be because it's supposed to be going in breaking up this ground this hardened ground and it's supposed to be going in tilling the land and and I know every all of us we have good in us because everything that God made is good but sometimes we let the enemy come in when we don't understand things and we think it's our way but no way but I just want everybody to know that you know we all need to be honest search ourselves, point the fingers at our own self and you know examine our own heart and just say and be grown enough and woman enough and man enough to go to somebody and talk to them. A lot of us are afraid to go and talk to whosoever that we feel like have done us wrong. I know I am, but I'm asking God to open up my heart and go in the right way. Go in love and tell my brother or sister how they have hurt me and so we can get it together because if we don't, 
it's only going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And then it'll spill out. And then you're going to end up hurting a whole lot of people then where if you just went to your brother and sister. Sister Nice brought out two points um, while she's on the phone. She was saying we have to get in the word. And the word has to get in us. The problem, and she mentioned it, we get in it, but we don't stay in it. And the enemy will make us feel like, oh, it's okay, because I feel okay. It's not about how you feel. Then when she was saying, you know, going to each other with how they hurt you, it could be turned around because the person may not have hurt you. That might be what you perceive because you've been so hurt in the past. It's hurt after hurt after hurt. So if somebody is really trying to love you, you're not going to receive that love because of your hurt in the past and you thinking it's the same thing and it's not the same thing. So you got to know the difference. It ain't always that person. It always go back to us. We have to say, God, this is, I shouldn't be feeling the same thing after 20 years with the same people. That's telling you something ain't right with you because God wants you to let go. So when the word really get in you, what the word does, when the word go in you, it takes out of you what's there that's not like God. So when people keep going through the same thing, it's because the word, you have not taken that word and allowed that word to come in. And literally, because light is going to expose that darkness. That darkness cannot stay. So that's why we have to stay in the word, not just getting in and out of the word and say, I've been there. People know where you've been by the change that's in you. People know. Thank you, Sister Nice. Okay. Is there anything else before we dismiss? Zah, could you dismiss us, please? Yes, ma'am. Just, just pray at this.